Welcome everyone to episode two of Walking with God in Grief, season three of Love My Sheep. I am your host, Miss Lydia. This episode is a focus on walking with God in anxiety. The weight of your battle with anxiety may vary throughout your life. If you are not an anxious person by nature, but every single person has faced anxiety in one way, shape, or form, and my mind automatically goes to the pandemic, which at times we may have referenced as the panic. I think about all the workers that had no choice to work from home, especially our healthcare workers, who had to face aspects of their jobs that they did not foresee when they pursued their chosen vocation. They had to deal with so many grueling aspects and the long-term effects of that, including post-traumatic stress. But I am not going to dive into the long-term effects, the different types of anxiety, but focusing on how to walk with God in any kind of anxious state, whether it be short-term or long-term. Isaiah 35 verse 4 says, Say to those who have an anxious heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. And yes, only God can cure all our anxieties. He exchanges our anxiety for his peace. But staying focused on the Lord can be a challenge. And how to prolong those moments where we are focused on the Lord and how to remain in those moments. Knowing what your triggers are for anxiety are important identifiers. It can be people, it can be a regular activity like driving, which is common for people who have had a car accident or lost a loved one in a car accident. But avoiding our triggers is not what the Lord wants us to do. Although he understands there will be a season for it for different people. Let's look at the story of when Peter walked on water. And when Peter saw Jesus, he asked him, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Now, Jesus knew what was going to happen, but he did not deny Peter's request by telling him, oh, I know you're anxious, so that won't be necessary. No, he used that as an opportunity to stretch Peter's faith. So let's go to Matthew 14, verses 26 to 32. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straight away Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. So the Lord will not want us to alter our circumstances, but to alter our focus to be on him, to not let our emotions, our thoughts, or our memories to be a distraction. But as you can see, 
he saw Peter sink a little bit and he permitted that. So he knows that there will be a season for our emotions and our thoughts and our memories to be a bit of a distractions. So how do we prevent those distractions or minimize them to start with? So with prayer and praising God and acknowledging the process to get to that is how we do it. Praying without ceasing and praising God continually means there is no time or opportunity for anything else to be the focus as it will only be on the Lord within those parameters. Now the process to get to that will look different for everyone. And maybe you feel the anxiety in your chest or a uncontrollable flutter of thoughts and emotions in your head that overwhelm you. There are breathing exercises that can help calm the body, calm the mind and regulate breathing. If you feel this is something that is beneficial for you, you can contact me if you're not sure of what breathing exercises to utilize. There are also some triggers that should be avoided if they are triggers of bad habits. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So spending too much time in the company of people who influence unhealthy habits and promote the things of the world versus the things of the word will affect your mind and your habits. Know who are your encouragers and know who are the ones that will not feed your emotions by puffing you up with compliments, but they encourage your spirit with the word of God. They will share testimonies and provide sound godly wisdom in what you struggle with, and they will pray with you. Ask the Lord to show you what is distracting your focus from him and why you cannot stop thinking about your circumstances. It could be your environment. It could be the people around you. And in the midst of it all, how do you minimize that? But do you desire to minimize that so the presence of God can sweep over your soul and calm your spirit? Can you choose to take a moment to close your eyes to not see anything else around you and cry out to God and say, I know you love me. I know you want the best for me. And I also know you see me. You know why I'm struggling. Why is it so hard? Why am I in this for so long? What is it that I cannot see? Show me in your word, Father God. Help me, Lord. Proverbs 12:25 says, "Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad." What is the good word you need at this moment? Maybe you need to put it on your fridge, in your office, hang it on your rearview mirror, or make it your screensaver on your phone or your laptop. And change it up as you continue in your journey with the Lord. Continue to seek him and listen to him. If you don't have that good word, but you know you need it 
he will show you. He will guide you if he knows you are willing to listen. Jesus knew that Peter would listen to him, but that sinking was a part of Peter's process to listen to him. So know that God knows your process too. He is your creator and sustainer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you know the inner workings of each and every one of your children, what makes us anxious, what makes us weary, and why it takes us so long to get through the process to fully trust you. Thank you, Father God, that you are patient with us. And even though you know the end from the beginning, you do not rush us. So Lord, forgive us when we try to rush you. Forgive us when we tell you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, when we speak from our emotions rather than from your word. Lord, help us to clear out from our hearts anything that is not of you. We know that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Please continue to do a renovation of our hearts each and every day, every moment that we have breath. We not only desire to be more like you, but we cannot do anything without you. Help us to not compromise who you are as you never contradict your word. So may we not desire to compromise who you called us to be, your sons, your daughters. Lord, I ask that you meet the need of every listener tuning in that is battling anxiety and you see their heart. You know their situation better than they know it themselves. May they know your guidance is one of love and protection. May we know the boldness you call us to walk in is not within our nature, but in yours. And you want us to walk in faith, a faith that you provide us. It is your confidence, not our own. So may we know what true surrender is so you can have your way in each and every one of us unhindered by our anxieties. Let your glory shine forth in all that we think, say, and do. And I thank you again for this platform to pray for anyone that is struggling with grief, with anxiety, with guilt. Lord, I ask all these things in the precious and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Until next time, know that I love you and the Lord loves you the most.